0: Welcome to Legends of the Hall, the podcast centered around the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in Colorado Springs, telling the stories of the greatest stars in the history of pro rodeo. Today's program is coming to you from the Grand View at Las Vegas, our longtime home during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. The show is dropping on Wednesday, December the 6th, the day that the PRCA's annual awards banquet will take place, honoring contract personnel, livestock, and rodeos of the year. A year ago, the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo won its first-ever Large Indoor Rodeo of the Year Award. We'll talk to two of the key people in Fort Worth, Cal White and Matt Brockman. This is professional rodeo announcer Steve Kenyon. Legends of the Hall is being sponsored by Wrangler, the official Western Wear Pro Rodeo. Long live cowboys. In just a moment, we'll highlight the Hall of Fame Rodeo, Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Hey y'all, this is Cody Johnson. When I was starting out in music, most every radio station and venue I went to told me no. At that point, you got two options, tuck tail and quit or buckle down and fight. Well, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I wear Wrangler jeans and shirts. Their toughness and style are legendary. They're an iconic symbol of the West and there's no
1: quit in them either. Life's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And if I'm gonna enjoy the ride, I'm riding in Wrangler. Wrangler, long live cowboys.
0: Hi, everybody. This is Steve Kenyon. Thanks for all of your support of our 8 Seconds Media radio shows, the new Steve Kenyon podcast, and our social media sites. Now you can wear 8 Seconds Media wherever you go. Just visit the 8 Seconds Media store, ball caps in some fun colors, T-shirts in all sizes for men and women, and with fall coming, we've got some warm hoodies waiting for you. Just click on the shop link at 8secondsmedia.com. Today on Legends of the Hall, we're highlighting the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo, inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in 2008. Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo kicks off next month, and just about a month from now, actually, and will be celebrating its 127th anniversary. The rodeo began in 1896, according to the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame biography of the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo with the first indoor rodeo staged in conjunction with the livestock show in 1918. Fort Worth was the site of the first live network radio broadcast of a rodeo on NBC in 1932 and was the first rodeo to receive complete live national television coverage in 1958. It is one of the top 10 PRCA prize money rodeos. In 2022, the rodeo in Fort Worth won its very first large indoor rodeo of the year award. I sat down with Cal White and Matt Brockman of the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo and thought it would be appropriate to release this show today because tonight the new winners of the Rodeo of the Year and contract personnel of the year will be determined and announced at the PRCA's annual awards banquet. Fort Worth is once again nominated as a large indoor Rodeo of the Year. I sat down with Cal White the Rodeo Director in Fort Worth. Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo and uh, what a great event and I don't know that I need to tell the gentleman sitting next to me that it's not that far away. Uh, Cal White joins us, the rodeo director, right, for the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Cal, welcome.
2: Thank you, Steve. Appreciate you having me on.
0: Well, thank you for letting me come to your beautiful facility. Folks who don't get a chance to see this behind the scenes, you know, they may be seeing the New Dickies Arena. They saw the old Will Rogers. They don't see everything else that is here on this massive complex that you guys have here.
2: Yeah, it's a beautiful complex on both sides of the street, you know, um, We spent a lot of years with our rodeo over in Will Rogers Coliseum, a lot of ambiance and tradition and heritage and history over in that arena, Uh, made the transition over to Dickey's Arena, which is a state-of-the-art facility, Uh, lots of resources, lots of cameras, lots of personnel, also all of the cattle barns and a variety of um, indoor venues, outdoor space uh, here during the show, and museums join the complex, and there's just a lot to offer. For folks that want to show up.
0: Fort Worth is a very worthy, obviously, inductee into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Um, but that's gotta mean a lot to have that kind of recognition for your more than 125-year-old rodeo.
2: Absolutely. 127 year uh years old this year. Um, like like I said, history, tradition, lots of legends walking through the gates over those hundred and twenty-seven years, and we stand on the backs of the shoulders of legends. Uh, you know, our rodeo number with the PRCA is 13 Hmm. and Brad and I were recently looking at that. And the only other one that's got a lower number than us is Denver. Wow. And so that kind of tells you, you know, where we've been in the spectrum and, and, um, we're proud to be in, be an older historical rodeo.
0: You mentioned history and tradition, and I always have this theory and you can tell me if you agree or disagree. History and tradition is important it's wonderful. It is the backbone upon which our sport is built. But rodeo committees cannot just rely on history and tradition. They have to move forward with making their production palatable and entertaining for the audiences of today that are walking around staring at their phones and am i right in saying that?
2: Absolutely, and that's <clears throat> you know we we have those conversations here at the show all the time. Obviously we are tasked with carrying the history and tradition of our show forward to the new generations and also meshing um, a lot of modern things into our rodeo and making sure that that rodeo fan, as that profile changes over the years, that we're, um, you know, we're keeping those folks engaged, those younger folks that come to the rodeo. We want to make sure that they enjoy it from where they sit and you know, that profile has changed drastically over the last 50 years, 20 years, 10 years. And so we've got to always be thinking ahead and how do we continually engage those folks and what are the new strategies to do so?
0: Last year, PRCA's Large Indoor Rodeo of the Year, the first time in 126 years that Fort Worth won that honor. Um, I, I remember talking to some of you folks that are involved in this great event after that was over and. It was a big deal huge to all of you.
2: Yeah, huge deal here in Fort Worth as you mentioned it was our first one um, and which is You know, obviously i'm i'm uh partial to the show and so it was our first one very grateful very uh humbled by that um, you know as I mentioned when I was I I was fortunate enough to be able to accept that award uh the thanks for that and the first line of offense that we have here during the show are our valued volunteers The folks that are out there when those contestants and personnel and attendees show up that greet them with a smile that help them unload their trailers that get them to where they need to go that answer their questions that hold their kids hands and hold you know do all of that sort of stuff shuttle them from the parking lot to the secretary's office and make sure they get their stuff over there dry and you know whatever the case may be the thanks really goes to those folks first and foremost and then you know we have the benefit of the the beautiful Dickey's Arena over there, the welcoming staff, our security personnel, everybody that's on staff over there at Dickey's Arena um, has made that transition, um, you know, great for us because they, again, welcome those folks. They don't give them a hard time when they're coming through the gates and the door. And it's, It's about the experience here when you get to Fort Worth, and those folks are our first line of offense. The security personnel, the personnel working at Dickey's Arena and our volunteers, and then obviously, you know, we have the beauty of of having a state-of-the-art facility for those uh, contestants and personnel and animals to all come compete in and on down the list. So,
0: My first ever visit to the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo, I'm embarrassed. I should remember exactly the year it was. It was the year the Seahawks won the uh, the Super Bowl. Um, But... It's been 10, 12, 15 years since I started coming to Fort Worth. And just in that brief period of time, you guys have made a lot of changes, not just Dickies Arena, but changing format, changing numbers of performances, um, shortening up, tightening up the production. There has been a lot of innovation that we just talked about happened in the last decade and a half.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, you know, uh, just... And I've been been with the show about that long, 14 years or so. So about the time that you came in is about the time I got started with the show. And, you know, I started out in uh, managing the social media for the show, which was a new endeavor. And from then on, it's been a whirlwind of just, like you said, changing, modernizing, but while keeping tradition relevant as well and taking our show to new heights. And and Mr. Barnes over here in the office, our uh, president, has been really integral and a lot of that brainstorming and encouraging additional thoughts and way of ways of doing things and bringing in younger folks into the office that, um, can have, you know, creative and new strategies and ways to reach these younger folks. And it's just been, it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, and as you mentioned, I'm the rodeo director for the show and, and, uh, I feel very blessed to have the responsibility of managing 25 performances of rodeo. And again, Brad right. has given me that opportunity and, um, it's just been a it's been a whirlwind to be uh, concise
0: first time you and i met cal i'm pretty sure matt brockman brought you over to be on an interview that i did during radio broadcast one year maybe it was your first year maybe it was both of our first years um in coming to fort worth and and being involved in the Fort socks show and rodeo so what do you do in 2023 to build on what you did in 2022
2: well you know uh 24 or 2024, yes.
0: I mean, um, what you did on two, in 2023.
2: Yes, sir. Yeah, no. It's it's just about. It is
0: about to be a new year, isn't it? <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> well, in this in this industry, we all think in you know, one year in the past and current year and the year yeah. in advance. Yeah. You know, and so uh, it's, sometimes it gets a little convoluted. But anyway, um, you know, we take what we did in 23, and obviously we want to meet that threshold. Right. Because the last several years at Dickey's Arena have been just phenomenal from a production standpoint uh we've got the best livestock in the business the best personnel in the business and those folks make our job really easy here in fort worth make us look really good out there in front of everybody um but we take that threshold from 23 and then we look at ways to start building on that and what can we do what can we move around how can we get more efficient here what can we tighten up here what do we need to do this particular area and then we just start you know, trying to fine-tune things and start looking at ways to get better. And as Brad says, we can always be better. Yeah. And doesn't matter if we're the large indoor rodeo of the year or not. Um, we're always looking at ways to be more efficient and better so that when that attendee comes to our show and that contestant comes to our show or that stock contra- contractor brings his animal to our event, um, they have a good experience. We're all about the experience. This is an entertainment uh, um, an entertainment event. And so we want these folks to come and be entertained and uh, we want everybody to come to Fort Worth, and have a good experience.
0: I'm going to be on a panel. I told you about this before we started. Um, during the national finals rodeo, Anthony Lucia will moderate Jeff Metters, Tommy Joe Lucia. I forget who else, but they're going to be four or five of us. We're going to talk about production, but in particular, we're going to talk about the new addition now to our lives over the last few years of the cowboy channel and meshing the production in your arena in a manner that it makes for the best possible television show and i am going to cite fort worth and cheyenne as two of the best rodeos in my opinion for managing television and in arena all at the same time because the two products are actually different um what what you're Presenting to your in arena audience is not necessarily the same thing that what, that you're presenting to your television audience But you guys managed to bring them all together pretty well. I don't know how you do it exactly Cal, but talk about that a little bit
2: well, you know in my opinion, it's really the, the first and foremost. It's about communication and obviously we build we, we have a team here that spends a month together so we want to have folks on site that are working together as a team. We don't want people cut, you know, cutting each other or you know trying to work around somebody. We all communicate. We all stay in contact with each other. We have production meetings prior to every perf. So to mesh the broadcast into an in, in arena production, we bring the Cowboy Channel folks into those production meetings, into that line of communication. We start well in advance of the show talking. To folks with the cowboy channel and talking to the broadcast side of things and we maintain an open line of communication and we communicate this is what we want to do this is what we're thinking what are y'all thinking and i think that is the biggest thing for us is just that open communication with everyone knowing who the players are keeping those folks ingrained in everything that we're doing we also have a we maintain our run of show and on an, in an online platform called Showflow and it's updated in real time with any changes that happen um and so uh the cowboy channel folks and the broadcast uh folks have access to that show flow so that kind of keeps everybody central to what's going on and i think that's another big key component of our broadcast and why it's it seems to be uh relatively seamless between the two um productions and you know it is still a challenge because to your point the in-arena production is really different than the right. on-air production, and so there's times that that we're still t- working on tweaking uh, times in the front of our production when we go dark um, and things like that that don't translate well to the picture at home for a right. home viewer, and so we're going to continue to work for work on that as we move forward. And and it's just the broadcast is always top of mind for us because it's our opportunity to get in front of people that may have never been to Fort Worth. Sure,
0: you know, and that's the, that's the interesting thing about it. Realistically, the people in the seats. They're the ones that pay all the bills, the ones that buy the tickets, but you're reaching so many people that you want to come become one of those people sitting in the seat, buying a ticket. Um, and and you're reaching, I mean, this great historic rodeo reaching so many people around the world. Bob Tallman always talks about watch parties everywhere. Um, and I think they're going on during your
2: rodeo. Absolutely, no, I, I agree wholeheartedly with that. I think that uh, folks, uh, you know are tuned in to Fort Worth and it's really great for our event because they look they get to see some of that tradition and some of these modern things that we're doing mm-hmm. and Hopefully what the, um, the the thought process is on their end is that hey I'd love to go to Fort Worth and see the, everything else that they have to offer because not only we do we offer the rodeo performances uh, For the Cowboy Channel broadcast, but we also have other things on this side of the grounds that we that we send to broadcast as well um, some Uh, Charo events and high school rodeo and the sale of champions that will take place on our final saturday so we're we're really trying to offer a full spectrum of uh, viewing opportunities of things that take place here on the ground right um so production wise
0: in 2024 i got it right this time uh, (laughs) will there be anything new will be anything different will there be anything change there's some things that should that beautiful opening with the flags that have flown over texas and all that there's some things that my opinion should never change yeah um
2: well we are gonna you know speaking of broadcast and speaking of announcers we've got some some shifts that we're making um obviously we're a 127 year old event and we have to be thinking along the lines back to the rodeo fan profile changing and the younger audiences coming in and the future of the show um we have to be thinking about what the future looks like 10 years 15 20 years down the road so we we're actually going to bring in some young announcers to team up with Bob Tallman up there on the announcing platform, and Anthony Lucia and Garrett Yurigen. Uh Anthony was on the Cowboy Channel pre-show for us last year. Garrett was our show caller, uh, both young, up-and-coming announcers. Uh, Bob, obviously 47 years with the show, legendary, been the voice of Fort Worth for many, many years. Uh, we want to offer these young guys the opportunity to work under his tutelage um, so that he can pass along his experience and knowledge as he gets closer to his 50th year anniversary with us, which is coming up quick. Um, Doug Mathis, who has been Bob's team announcer up there on the the announcing stand with him, is actually going to move over to the pre-show, so he'll now be on the Cowboy Channel broadcast. And so he's going to get an opportunity to get involved in the TV side of things and build his brand and be in front of audiences all over the nation. And so...
0: Yeah, Doug's got a, a rich history with Fort Worth, too. Yes, he does. I mean, yeah. you talk about Bob's history. Doug, Doug started checking papers on Cal was coming into the stock show part of things and snuck into the rodeo when nobody was looking, and now here he is as one of the guys that's a part of it.
2: Yeah, it, that's the beautiful thing about those four guys um, in Garrett, Anthony, Bob, and Doug is obviously Bob's been with the show for 47 years. I mean, he's you know, he's part of us. You know what I mean? He's right. our team, our family. Uh, Doug, as well started over out there checking livestock in and working parking. Garrett started down working gates uh, and on the feed crew for Jim Gay Raffer right. G Rodeo and Anthony basically came out of the womb here in Fort Worth right. with his dad Tommy Lucia and Whiplash, and then came back and, and um, performed specialty acts later on and now and then the pre-show last year for Cowboy Channel and now on the announcing stand and so anyway, those four guys. They're all like family to us, and it's just that Anthony and and Garrett are that kind of that younger influence and bring a new, a new way of doing things, a new way of attracting young audience members, and so and they can they have the benefit of having Doug Mathis right there to lean on and Bob Tallman to lean on, and we think that is extremely important for them to be able to do that.
0: Yeah, and they're going to be great. Those are they're two two of my best friends, and they're going to be great. Cal, I appreciate your time. Congratulations on last year. Um, it's always hard to repeat, but you guys have done—you guys produce a product you ought to be awful darn proud of here in Fort Worth.
2: Well, thank you for saying that. We are very proud of our product, but it's also great to hear it coming from uh, you know an industry leader like yourself, Steve. And we are very humbled and honored again to be nominated for Large Indoor Rodeo of the Year, and looking forward to bringing another award back to Fort Worth.
0: Yeah, awesome, Cal White. I appreciate it. Thank you, sir. Cal White, the rodeo director of the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. We are highlighting the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo, the rodeo in Fort Worth, Texas, inducted into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame in 2008, 2022, Large Indoor Rodeo of the Year in the PRCA. Matt Brockman has become a really good friend over the last several years and is also the man who is in charge of marketing, PR, and getting the word out about the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. We talked about what's on on tap for those that are gonna be attending the Great Rodeo in Fort Worth in 2024. Matt, welcome, thanks for your time, and thanks for letting me come visit you here in Fort Worth. You're always welcome in Fort Worth, Steve. Tell me about the time period from now until, what, the second week in January? All of a sudden, Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo is about to get underway.
1: Yeah, no, it is. And it's um, really right after um, Thanksgiving is over, it hits kind of 9 speed, and that's where yeah. we are right now. And uh, our 22 full-time staff are... We're all working six days a week, some of us seven, and we've brought in at this point another 20 seasonal employees. And then it really begins to ramp up later on in December as we get more people on the ground, staff working in preparation and all. And before it's all over, we'll have more than a 1,000 seasonal employees here.
0: All of those employees plus how many volunteers?
1: Uh, About 1,600. Wow. No, It's something we started our volunteer program really about... 15, 20 years ago. And it uh, grew slowly for about 10 years, but then really took off. And we continue to add about 300, to 300 each year.
0: First events are the Ranch Rodeo. Yeah. All of that will remain the same this year. Ranch Rodeo, Cowboys of Color, Best of Mexico, celebration. I'm, I'm not getting those all in the right, ro- right order, I don't think. But um, that kind of variety is rare in the Western way of life to get all of that different influence from those different aspects of our culture in one place at one time
1: well and what's neat about it is they're unique in and of themselves so we always love to kick it off with a ranch rodeo and and ranching heritage weekend is really goes beyond just that ranch rodeo because we have our invitational ranch horse show and sale we have Uh, All of our Rain Cow Horse Show events going on at that time, Mm. AQHA Ranching Heritage Challenge events. And then we go right into Best of Mexico Celebration after two ranch rodeo performances on Sunday. And the unique thing is on Monday always falls Martin Luther King Day right? when we can have Cowboys of Color Rodeo. And so we just go from celebrating our ranching heritage to celebrating our Hispanic heritage, celebrating all the things that come to us that are so important relative to Martin Luther King Jr. Day, yeah. and then right into Extreme Bulls and marching towards PRCA. Rubio. You know,
0: it's interesting when you put it that way, and I, all the years I've, I've watched all this happen, Matt, and, you know, you and I have talked about this a couple of dozen times, but you really do, you just captured the essence of so much of the state of Texas all in one week of activity here at dickey's arena
1: yeah no it's what really makes it unique and it's something that changes every couple of days i mean when you jump from ranch rodeo to best of mexico celebration cowboys of color extreme bulls texas champions challenge and bringing in those champions from all those big texas indoor rodeos and then straight into our pro rodeo tournament that just, it's a vibe that just feeds on itself right. as we progress through the week.
0: Talk about the people who are at the backbone of all this. Mr. Barnes, the, the, the whole crew, I just talked to Cal White, who's, who's the man who kind of is in charge of running the rodeo. There is a very, I think I'm right in saying, consistent long-term backbone foundation of people in Fort Worth. You better believe it. We started in 1896 and our first two leaders Matt was not here that year but i the way.
1: was not nope. here that year came shortly thereafter <laughs> and um you know it started with a guy named charles french and charles mcfarland charles french was a publicity director for the fort worth stockyards and it just evolved following them was uh burke burnett mm-hmm. uh the the founder of the four sixes ranch and and, and, the and Wag- whose name
0: is over on, on a lot of streets and a lot of stuff all over this <laughs> town.
1: All over yeah. this town. The Wagner family and and just, you know, Eamon Carter Sr., Eamon Carter Jr., John Justin.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it rolls right into our current uh, slate of leaders, Ed Bass and Brad Barnes. But we brought in two new vice presidents this past year, Scott Clayberg of the King Ranch uh, Right. Family, Scott's one of our new vice presidents, uh, Philip Williamson of Williamson Dickey. And, uh, you know, we want to build on that base of knowledge and passion and support that's in some situations multi generational, but at the same time, bringing in those two or three hundred new volunteers each year, some of which people moved here just a year or two ago, bringing in fresh blood. That's very important to
0: us. How important has Dickey's Arena been to that whole process? Um, Will Rogers is a wonderful historic facility. I'm glad that it still gets a lot of use. Yeah. But Dickey's is turning into a special place in the Western Way line.
1: You know, it recently, just today, I got some big award from Billboard Magazine. It's an awesome venue for rodeo. It's an awesome venue for PBR. It's the, uh, the, acoustics, the acoustics in it are just amazing. And it's just created that extra element here on a very important complex that hosts a variety of events throughout right. the year. When we say multipurpose, it truly is. In every building on this complex, we're marching towards a, with a strategic approach making all of our structures here multi-purpose and yeah. Dicky's arena is just a linchpin of it
0: yeah um dickies is a host of the pbr finals fort worth stock show and rodeo they've had ncaa tournament basketball games in there right oh, yes
1: disney on ice <laughs> you know the cool thing it is so multi-purpose last year in 2022 pbr finals that that happens over two consecutive weekends in the middle of that they moved out all the dirt all the shoots all the Bulls brought in Paul McCartney for a concert on Wednesday, and we're back in business ready wow. on Thursday evening to finish the PBR finals.
0: Wow. The
1: multi-purpose is taken to a new level here with Dickie's Arena. Somebody no didn't get any
0: sleep that night. <laughs> no, that week. <laughs> that week. For sure. Yeah, I'd imagine. Matt, let me, let me ask you, just for folks who are listening who don't understand, and you've told me this story a million times, the scope and the reach of the Fort Worth Stock Show – remember it is the fort worth stock show and rodeo right it's not just a rodeo it's not just all the events that happen in dickies it is one of the largest stock shows in the country in the world right um talk about that a little bit
1: you know we were a stock show long before we were a rodeo as a matter of fact it would be about 22 years we were a stock show we built the north side coliseum in 1908 we held the world's original indoor rodeo in 1918. But prior to all of that, it was all about livestock. It was all about creating a, a nucleus there at the Fort Worth Stockyards, which was budding and right. growing itself as a cattle market. The packing plants came in 1903, Armour and Swift. And so that's created, I mean, for example, in the in the 1930s we had an intercollegiate meat judging contest started there here at the Fort Worth Stock Show that we still have to this day I'll be darned. so it's been about those men and women in that industry that puts the most affordable nutritious and safest supply of meat protein on plates around the world
0: wow. could Okay, so something just dawned on me. This might be my dumb question in the interview, but here goes. I'm going to get that sponsored someday. Steve's stupid question of the day. Um, without not just the Western heritage of Fort Worth, Texas, the beginnings of the Chisholm Trail, but without the 100-plus-year-old history, not just a Cowtown Coliseum, but of the Fort Worth Stock shows, uh, stockyards and everything that surrounds that part of north side of Fort Worth, Could the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo exist as it does today?
1: Without the stockyard?
0: Without the stock, without the whole history and heritage of all the millions of cattle that went through there and hogs and everything and all that. It just strikes me that all of that heritage still maybe exists today in this event that you bring all but kids from all but 15 or 20 of the 200 plus counties in Texas every year. I don't know. Am I right in thinking that, or is that a goofy question? It
1: would leave a big void. And, Steve, we are so blessed to have that heritage. We are so blessed that the Fort Worth Stockyards were created on, at, the, at the end of the Chisholm Trail of of that era, the stockyards evolved and became that market here for ranchers across the southwest United States to bring their animals to. Some were (laughs) driven, some were hauled in on rail cars, the packing plants came in 1903. And so you just build year by year, decade by decade, layer in all of those things that came after that, Northside Coliseum the construction of the Will Rogers Memorial Center in 1936 right. to celebrate Texas Centennial. And then all the things that have come here, NCHA, uh, National Rain Cow Horse Association, the USTRC Finals, it's just built up over time. And it's just made a mountain of legacy that, we, that, that, that we're that so blessed to have right. and enjoy.
0: Um, when does the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo start in 2024?
1: January 12th.
0: Awesome. Um, That'll be Ranching Heritage Weekend, and then it just rolls right on in, and uh, Championship Saturday night, I think, is the first Saturday of February, if I remember right. Yes, February
1: Um, the 2nd. I mean, we will sell our Grand Champion Steer on that Saturday. We will crown our FWSSR (laughs) Pro Rodeo Tournament champions, and we'll go out with a
0: big bang. Awesome. Uh, FWSSR.com is the website, right? Matt, I appreciate your time, as always.
1: Always good to talk to you, Steve.
0: Thanks, Matt. Matt Brockman joining us from the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo. Thanks to Matt Brockman. Thanks to Cal White from the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo, which is about to begin. The National Finals Rodeo will end on December the 16th. And before long, we'll all be thinking about uh, the Sand Hill Stock Show and Rodeo in Odessa, Texas, the National Western in Denver, and the Fort Worth Stock Show and Rodeo in Fort Worth, Texas among others the big winter events that help to kick off the rodeo season. Today's program is sponsored by Wrangler. Long live cowboys. Thank you to the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Thank you to listening for listening to Legends of the Hall.